You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. Some new stats from the Census Bureau show just how many people hightailed it out of the city at the height of the pandemic. More than 300,000 people moved out of the five boroughs. And now a new study found that many people who work in Manhattan don't want to be here either. As Richard Giacova shows us, the one big reason is safety. Since the early days of the pandemic, moving trucks, empty streets, and apartments seem to have become a staple all across the five boroughs. Between rising crime and homelessness, a large percentage of New Yorkers who make up the city's private sector workforce think it may be best to leave. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Great patriots of America, we are witnessing a tremendous geographical change in America. What I mean by that is People are moving around this country at a vast number. Millions of people. Specifically, people that are leaving these, quote, cities that are destroying themselves. And finding new jobs in other places. Now, some of them, which is a portion of the majority are not leaving the big city. Instead, what they're doing is they're just moving out of the city into a suburb of where they live. So if they lived in the city of Detroit, they're moving to a suburb. There's a reason that they're doing that. The high cost of living, etc. We'll talk about that. But this, there's more to it. You don't want to miss what I'm going to talk to you about because you don't know it. You don't know what the federal government is doing towards this geographical change. And I'm going to explain that to you. So the first article I'm going to talk about is from... MSN, the mainstream media, USA Today, goodbye San Francisco, hello Nashville, Americans are fleeing dysfunctional cities. This is a leftist article telling us dysfunctional cities, think about that. This is from Ryan Streeter from the USA Today. Today, high cost and dysfunctional cities from New York to San Francisco are suffering from missteps exhibited by the recent crisis and they need to be reformed. So they're saying that the cities are being evacuated by great citizens. But because they 
do not agree what is happening with the crime and all that stuff, maybe they're thinking about reforming the city. Maybe. And another thing is companies are leaving these big cities. Companies moving out of high-cost areas. So the cities, the major cities of America are deteriorating massively. And we're going to see this in the next three to four years. The impact is going to be just like what happened when the motor industry left Detroit, went to Mexico, etc., and millions of jobs were disappeared. And that city crumbled, virtually crumbled to the ground. And this is what Ryan has to say. In recent cascading announcements by companies such as Hewitt-Packard Enterprises, Oracle, Boeing, the Citadel, among others, that they are leaving high-cost urban areas for more livable cities in states such as Florida, Texas, and Virginia. Do you see what's happening here? The cost of living in these big cities is so tremendous, even corporations cannot stay there anymore. Urban leaders who have treated cost-of-living concerns, crime in schools, as unworthy of their attention are discovering that many residents no longer find their cities worthy of their continued loyalty or tax dollars. They're not getting back security, whatever it is, in their life in the city from the government. So they're leaving these cities. As the crime rate soars, urban elites downplay the crime problem that every urban resident knew was worsening. They defunded or restrained the police as violence skyrocketed. People fled urban areas and others stopped moving to them. What they're saying is these people are leaving the main part of the city. So think about, you know, the city limits of Detroit. They're not necessarily moving to these other states or across the United States. They're getting outside of the city limits into the urban areas where it's cheaper, less crime, etc. Between 2020 and 2021, roughly the same share of black residents left large cities as moved into the suburbans. So it doesn't matter your race. What they're saying is life in the city is dangerous. So they're moving out. They're doing the things that is necessary so they can 
preserve their life, their job, and their family. This one is from Gabrielle Molina, and it's called Think Remote. Most Americans are moving out of big cities to nearby locations. Like I said, nearby locations. They're not going and sprawling across. Some of them are going to Florida, Georgia, Texas, Virginia, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, as an example. But they're not trying to get away from the city that they're used to. They just want to get out of the high taxes and the economy crushing them in the cities. The new report from the Brookings Institute Metropolitan Policy Program reveals that Americans are moving out of big cities, but not to the Midwest as expected, but to the suburbs and the areas around them. Last year alone, because of the pandemic, millions of Americans started leaving big cities. Nearly 7 million households have moved to different parts of the country. That's half a million more than the previous year. However, despite many states offering perks to remote worker areas. So the cities are trying to keep people in there, giving them perks, task cuts, or whatever. But doesn't matter. Let me tell you why. And part of what's happening is called a affirmatively furthering fair housing, AFFH. And this was put in place by Obama. The reason behind that is they want these, quote, minority people to go into these, quote, rich neighborhoods and get housing so they can infiltrate the rich neighborhoods. This is all done by design. A lot of these people are leaving the cities, they're going into the suburbs, and they're bringing their Democrat bullcrap minds, their liberal minds, into these suburbs, hoping that they will change the mindset of these suburbs because these suburbs are eventually going to be annexed by the federal government. Not only that, by the state that they're in. So if you're outside of Detroit in your suburb, little cities that are around Detroit, as an example, eventually those cities will be gone. Because Detroit will annex all of those suburbs and have basically hundreds of acres or thousands of acres of land and housing and development that falls back under the city. Why? Because they're losing tax dollars. And as these people cross that border across the city, it becomes the responsibility 
of the major city to annex these smaller cities. So instead of building up like they do in China with tremendous towers of housing and all that, instead of that, they're going to annex all of the suburbs. And these people that moved from the city into the suburb, guess what? You're right back in the same situation you were in. High cost of living, high cost of housing because of the liberal mindset. Big government. That's what it's all about. And unfortunately, these people that have left these cities, uh, again, mostly due to remote work now because of COVID and all that, are going to realize that they're fat, dumb, and happy now. Life is cheap. Housing's cheap. Food's cheap. But as soon as that city takes over and annexes where you live in the suburbs, you're going to be right back where you were just like you didn't even move. So when we get back, I'm going to talk to you about a liberal. This person is a media writer, and she moved to Gainesville, Georgia, because that is the job that she was able to get out of college. And she talks about how Going from the big city into Gainesville, Georgia, and explains what she sees and the difference that she sees in these small towns in America. You don't want to miss this. We will be right back. Do not go away. I've done 
There's folks who never work And they've got plenty Think it's time Some guys like me Had some fun So Turn me loose Set me free Somewhere in The middle of Montana And give me all I've got Coming to me And keep your retirement And your so-called social security Big city, turn me loose and set me free Hey, big city, turn me loose and set me free Welcome back. This is the Gunny and the Patriot Cause. Before the break, I was talking about a liberal that graduated college. She's in the media, a writer, and took a job in Gainesville, Florida. Her name is Emma Whitman. And this is from the Business Insider. And here's the headline. I'm a liberal who moved to a conservative town. Here are the most shocking things I discovered about how conservatives see the world transforming into Zoom towns. The latest data shows that remote workers aren't moving away from the big cities. That's a lie. A lot of the remote workers are moving away because they can go to cheaper places, get cheaper housing, cheaper food, cheaper gas. I know it because I talked to them here in Alabama. But this is what she has to say. I'm a liberal and my first job out of college was working in a small conservative town in Gainesville, Georgia. <laughs> That's a good place for her to show up and realize what life is actually like and not what's been silver spoon fed to you by a big city. I still vividly remember the political conflicts my whole household experienced during the 2007 Democratic presidential primary season. I loved Barack Obama. My dad liked John Edwards. And my mom adored Hillary Clinton. So picture this. Here is a true 100% liberal. Blind-sided liberal. Going to Gainesville, Georgia. And before I start reading her article or part of her article or what she calls the different conflicts or shocking evidence on how the conservatives live. I want you to understand that she is coming from a mindset 
growing up into what is called sheeple. Government, state, whatever, controlling everything that they do. And they're used to that. And they come into a conservative environment where freedom is more powerful than the government. And this is what she has experienced. Number one, I shot a gun for the first time in a small town in Georgia and realized why guns are such an emotional issue for conservatives. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh. Emotional issue? It's not an emotional issue. It's the God-given right to defend yourselves. It's the Second Amendment of the Constitution to defend yourself. It's got nothing to do with emotions. But, oh, this is who you are. Everything you think in your mind is emotional. And if it doesn't fit your emotional narrative, then you can't handle it. However, she had a great time shooting this gun. She realized how pumped up you are when you fire a weapon. How exciting it is. How adventurous it is. But she will never take that experience and put it towards the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and defending yourself. Number two. You won't change anyone's mind on Obamacare, but there's curious wiggle room when it comes to the state's role in health care. So what she's saying is she's realizing that a, a lot of places, specifically where she at, where she's at, does not accept Obamacare. The reason behind that is because the state is more powerful, has more ability to provide health care services to their citizens than the government. It's a lot cheaper when the state does it. Number three, speaking of Obamacare, businesses in my conservative town weren't afraid to broadcast their views on it in public. Of course not. That's what conservatives do. We speak. We talk about it. We want people to respond. We have emotions. We talk about it. We don't shut people down just because they're liberals. Let's have a conversation. God, if that ever happens with the liberal. Number four. Speaking of Obamacare, I'm sorry, number five, politicians are far more likely to be everyday working people, not professional politicians, not because they're conservative, but because of local rules. Absolutely. You see, we get involved in local politics and we listen to the politicians we research who these people are and then we vote for them. we don't just 
arbitrarily vote a Democrat way, which just fills in the box, whatever the Democrat says, whatever the party says, then you must vote for them. We have a mind of our own. We can see who we need to vote for and do the right things. Number six, being pro-life is way more of an emotional stance than liberals may grasp. You think? Do you think that conservatives want to save lives? Absolutely. And it's emotional to us because we know that God is in charge of everything. He has created every human being. And it is not a right constitutionally wise, at least in a conservative world, for a person to destroy and murder a life. Number seven, Confederate worship is real in the small town south, but not always in the ways you might expect. What that means is the conservative movement and the Confederate worship is the fact of heritage it's not being racist it's not looking down at other people it's the heritage of the south and a great example is she's not talking about it but i know she can walk around in gainesville florida go to a bar go to a restaurant go to a business and they will treat her like family That's the conservative slash confederate values. That we respect all people. I see it. I live it every single day. Doesn't matter what color you are. It's absolutely irrelevant today. Number eight, the idea of actually wanting to go on a trip to a big city was often met with confusion and mockery. Of course it is. I was in the Marine Corps for 20 years. I had to live in some of these big cities in California and Washington, D.C. I was absolutely appalled and unhappy because going to a big city is not a kind place to be. You're just a number. And there's millions of people that are not God-fearing people in cities. Where when you're in a conservative southern city, 90% of us are God-fearing. And it's more comfortable for us to be in this environment than go to a big city. So why would I go to a big city? Finally, I learned this. Conservatives hate the media everywhere, even their local media. You think? The reason behind that is because they constantly lie. They constantly put the narrative that they want to do with the country, with our minds trying to scapegoat us, 
So we have no trust in that. And if you lived in the South, what happens in a community, you build a community and that community starts trusting you and you start trusting the people in the community. The media is outside of that community. They're being directed by narratives of very powerful people in this world, not just in America, but the world in general. So why would we not hate the media? Well, I'm hoping maybe in her time frame in Gainesville, Georgia, that she realized that life is great. It's awesome in Gainesville, Georgia. Because she can be who she is and nobody cares about who she is, what she can do. And not on top of that, we respect her. We would love her as family. That's how it is in a small town rural environment. But that's not how she grew up. She grew up hating Hating Americans that live in these small towns. I want to thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I ask you dearly to share it far and wide. I am sorry I was completely out this week. I had a very, very bad cold. And as you know, I can't get on the radio with a cold. So I finally was able to get to a point today where my voice can come out and have the ability to do a podcast. So thank you for being patient. I apologize dearly for not having multiple podcasts this week. But please share it far and wide. Hit that like button on your podcast app because that way we move up in the ranks And we get more and more people to listen to the Patriot cause, the truth. I do the research so you don't have to. Just sit back, pop open a cold one, get a glass of wine, sit on your back porch and enjoy it, and let the gunny bring you the truth. This is the Patriot cause and the gunny out. of the free life is still yet to come the good times ain't over for good